Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I think it's episode 41, and we are really glad you're here. So we're going to go with that, episode 41. I have my sick partner in crime, because you're actually sick. Hi. <laughs> I'm not going to do a ton of talking today. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, on that note, I will just dive right into what I'm we want to sick, chat about. I just have a you bad know. voice. You have a bad voice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's talk about silence. And uh, you sit there in silence while I talk about it. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Eh? Um, really wrestling with this idea of silence and not really wrestling with it, but uh, so here we are. It's Christmas season and um, I, I love Christmas. I love the adventure of it. I love the stupid music and the lights and everything. I love it all. Um, but I've been getting devotionals coming through on Advent and it's that time of year and our churches, some of our churches are talking about Advent, hope, love, peace, joy, those things. But the, the idea of Advent, this idea of waiting on Jesus, right? Waiting, waiting for the first coming of Jesus, waiting for the second coming of Jesus. This waiting and the silent period before God shows up, waiting in the silent period of our current culture, um, waiting on God. And how do we wrestle with that at a time when you know we're seeking guidance? Like we work with a lot of teens and young adults that are just like, I'm seeking God and I'm listening for God and I'm waiting on God and he's not answering. And they're wrestling with that. Have you found in your own life that waiting, that silence is, how do you respond to that, Zach? How, do, how are you dealing, like, how do you deal with that um, in your own experience? How to wait? Yeah. Pretty bad at it. Yeah. Not the most patient people of people. Not the most patient person. Yeah, that would be the word. On the planet. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty bad at silence. So those are tough for me. Yeah. And so for me, it's really tough. I'm a verbal processor. I need what? to, yeah, I speak out my thoughts and then I have to examine what I just spoke out. And sometimes I'll speak it out and people are offended that I even spoke out because I'm like, well, I'm just trying to process this here and uh, don't be offended, but this is what I'm going to say. Does texting count as verbal? Process? Uh, no, okay. maybe. Should it? Uh, yeah. I haven't thought about that. Well, you often processed me via text. I do. So. To yeah, <laughs> I totally do. I'm thinking out loud there. Yeah. Sorry about that, Zach. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'll send you a whole text and I'll be like, oh, let's talk about this tomorrow. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. Usually I figure it out now and I can just ignore it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, This idea of silence and waiting on God has been a theme in my life, it seems, because I've I've had to, I'm not a patient person and one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. And so the more I try and let God live in my life, the more I want to be like Jesus, the more that I want the spirit to take control of my life. I find that I have to be more patient. Right. Would it annoying thing? <laughs> and yet it's such a good thing to sit and, um, 
and I didn't understand it for a long time because I, I'm not, I'm not a person who likes to sit still. I, I, I struggle with that. Um, but there is something that comes, there's a value that I've started to discover, especially the last three, four years of having that quiet time of having that time of silence and reflection that I'm learning from people that are really good at that, but struggle to be able to verbalize or process or push into conflict. And so I've tried to, you know, come to those people and say, I need you to push into conflict with me. I need you to express yourself. And then they've responded like, okay, well, you need to sit in silence and listen and, and hear what God's saying as well. And I've really found that that challenge has been something that um, has enriched my life. Uh, as much as it is a painful process to go through. Um, one of the things, one of the practices I've tried to put into place is a white day, like white space or margins. Um, is there not, a better name you could use for that? Or? So let me just. Okay. I'm creating, I'm creating margin. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, when you read a book, you'll notice that some books have a really large margin yeah. around the pages or uh, a lot of space between the lines. And what I'm trying to do, and, and I guess that's the, what I mean by the white space, is the, the space around the text. Okay. Where can I make notes? Where do I have room to actually assess what's going on in my story, in my life? And that I can take notes and make notes of what's going on around me. I think there's a lot of people that are so busy, uh, you know, whether you're a student, whether you're early in a career and you're starting off or you're, you know, deep into a career and you're just trying to keep up. We have kids and suddenly kids, man, that ramps things up. Life is suddenly going full blown. Um, and you have to know, you have to figure these things out and make these quick decisions. And you don't have any space to actually step back and, and put some notes in the margin and say, okay, what am I actually learning here? Or what do I need to remember here when I'm reading this story that is my life that God's doing? Or where do I see God even working in my life that I can take notes on? So I've started to kind of add these margin days into my calendar. And it's a process I started a couple of years ago um, when I was doing the aero leadership training. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to make this a regular practice. And then bam, COVID hits and life is crazy chaotic and nobody's getting time away. And you're not even allowed to go away half the time. And it's like, okay, well, now what do I do? Where do I, I, I make room? Um, I think I had said to you a couple of weeks ago, like, I got to the end of this year and realized I haven't even taken any vacation time. Yeah. And, um, man, that's crazy. Like I didn't take any time just for mental health or to rest or to be restored. Uh, but suddenly here we are, it's coming to the end of the year and it's like, well, you haven't taken any vacation. Yeah. So how am I going to get any time in silence and hear what God's doing? Um, and so that's, that's one of the things I think is really important. And I, and I wanted to kind of push into today, like we get frustrated when God doesn't answer us, but then we don't slow down enough to listen. We get really frustrated when, um, life is going really fast and we don't have time to make decisions, but then like God institutes this idea of like, take a break, get a rest, 
take Sabbath. It's one of the Ten Commandments to take a rest. And we're like, I would love to, God, but I'm really busy. And I just need you to answer my prayer on this. And then we don't spend any time listening for this still small voice. So <clears throat> you started off talking about Advent. Oh, yeah. I want to come back to that oh, first. Oh, yeah. Advent. So I better write this down. Okay. Advent. Um, I guess I've never really considered the meaning of Advent. Um, <clears throat> but it refers to like the second coming of Christ or the coming of Christ, I guess. Yeah. Uh, either or. Coming of an uh, important person. So it could be both the first and the second coming. So on one hand, it's celebrating the first time. And on the other hand, it's celebrating the future coming of the second time. Or it's celebrating the waiting of it. Or like... It's the anticipation of someone's anticipating arrival. Anticipating of an arrival. Okay. So it's is it more about the next time or is it more about celebrating the first time? Next time. It is both. Sorry, I was okay. just taking a quick drink of coffee there. Um, it is both. It is both the celebrating. It's reflecting on the first advent, the first coming, and it's anticipating the second coming. Okay. <clears throat> Equally. Yes. Okay, cool. Equally. So within that, I mean, obviously the first part is easy to understand, celebrating the first coming. Do that on Christmas Day, but you're saying it's also the whole four weeks prior. <clears throat> well, in like the high church calendar, like the right. traditional church calendar, the four weeks leading to Christmas are that time of celebration. Really okay. like interesting mm -hmm. because like in the Orthodox calendar, this is a this is a time of fasting. Yeah. Not celebration. Oh, the celebration okay. happens. The 12 days of Christmas. So from Christmas day, December 25th to January 5th, there's 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. And then that ends with Epiphany on January 6th. So what does the celebration or anticipation of second coming of Christ really look like? Well, that's a really uh, loaded question. Well, I just don't really know if I ever... I guess, like, I've always just viewed the Christmas season as celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah. And I don't really see the other thing being there. Maybe I just have missed it, though. You know, like, I feel like we don't emphasize that part, at least. No, I don't think you've missed it. I don't think it's there. Okay. Like, where do we talk about it? I don't know. Like, we talk about, like... I guess I'm thinking about the the Christmas Carol with We Three Kings, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, all about uh, Jesus coming... And then, like, you have this this verse where, you know, like, sighing, sorrow, uh, living, dying. Yeah. That idea that, you know, the real reason Jesus came was to die on the cross. Our salvation is, is an important part of that first advent. Right. That, that we are set right with God. And then the second coming, which we don't really celebrate at Christmas. We don't really celebrate at Easter. When do we celebrate that? Yeah. When, like, when do we stop and say, hey, I know so many people that have, have gone through suffering and have gone through hardship and have said, like, I just want Jesus to come back. Right. I just want to be done with this life sure. and go to the next life. And. But there's something really important about being in this life, in this moment that God is using you and me 
to bring redemption to the world, to bring restoration to the world is really crazy amazing. But yeah, I don't think we, we I don't stop and say, wow, Christmas is great because it's it's a foretaste of what our second Christmas well, so this is, is what be. I was kind of getting at is that like you first mentioned the idea of waiting on God in silence. And I was like, well, I'm really poop at that. I'm, I'm not good at just waiting. I'm not good at being silent or like trying to wait and listen. But then I'm like, oh, well, if we're going to talk about it in the context of Advent and it's like we're waiting, anticipating the second coming of Christ, we need to wait on God for that. Well, I'm great at that. I'm not ready to go. You're <laughs> I, not, got, okay. I got lots of time left. So, yeah, I'm great at waiting on that. So I don't know. But that's kind of controversial to the idea are, of waiting on God. Are you like, waiting on of... that to come? Or are you waiting because you're like, mm, I'm okay if it takes a bit of time? That's what I mean, though. I'm, I'm waiting as in, like, I'm comfortable to wait. But what if it's tomorrow? I'm not eagerly waiting. Do you know what, what I mean? should say. You're not eagerly waiting. No. Yeah. I like, mean, so if I'm truthful, like, for, for like me, on the same hand, I'm like, okay, if it happens, it happens and I'll be happy. Like I would assume, but uh, like, I guess I'm just saying like, but doesn't it compel maybe you? Maybe this comes back to identity, but I just have these things in my life that I'm living for anyways right now, or I'm happy living for. I have these things that I'm happy to have or to, right. to, There's to contentment. do. I'm content in my life. Yeah. So, which is a gift from God, right? Yeah. Like, like, look and at me, like, I'm. Sure. Some of those things could be identity issues and things I'm living for. Some of them could be things like just had a kid and I kind of want to see him grow and have more kids and whatever else. So like there's a you know, mix of identity things and gifts from God and whatever in there. But <clears throat> all in that to say that I'm not like hoping he comes tomorrow. Is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong. I think it's actually <laughs> how we function and live most of our lives. We're not ever really, and I guess that's why that's the importance of Advent and that we've kind of missed in our, in our tradition, in our Bible chapel, brethren, yeah. evangelical, non-traditional tradition, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that we've missed this whole idea of Advent of stopping once a year and not just celebrating Jesus coming in as a baby, but that this is what compels us to share the gospel. That Jesus could come back and our friends are going to miss out on Jesus. This is what compels us to celebrate peace and love is that there's also ultimate victory and, and the purple candles royalty, right? Like that there's a, yeah. there's a hint that, that there is, that Jesus is king of the world and king of the universe and king of my life. And there's a kingdom here that's happening and, and our friends are missing out on it. And maybe that's, maybe that's the challenge of it, of Advent. I hadn't thought this would go this way. This is great. I'm <laughs> well, really you talk, talk about waiting in no, silence. No, I know. It's really Advent, good. So trying to figure out. No, I'm enjoying this a lot because <clears throat> I hadn't, like, this is, this is kind of what I'm wrestling through. Right. Like, what's the point of, like, why is there so much in this Advent? Uh, why am I getting devotions on Advent when I don't really care? Like I've never studied Advent. <laughs> no. Like it's not part of my tradition. Yeah, I'm just like, if I'm being honest, and maybe I'm the only one here, but I've got to get this out. Well, there's at least two of us. We so you have, be honest and I'll, every I'll make year, up stuff. The topic of Advent comes up at church and I'm just like looking around there. I'm like, who gives a flying crap? Nice. Like I just didn't know. I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm a terrible person or Christian or whatever, but like, 
I didn't know it mattered. I just thought it was Christmas and celebration <laughs> of birth. And, and that's a couple what of it parties was. and some prezzies. I under didn't the know there tree. was four weeks of some other important Christian thing. Yeah. I just thought, I mean, we were just talking about it. I didn't really know what the importance of it was. Hmm. I still don't know if I do. But Yeah. But it sounds like, though, you're wrestling through it a bit. Maybe it's not as big. Of a, At least as, here. Maybe it's not as big of a thing as I'm making it out to be. And it's just mm -hmm. like a thing to announce at church and a thing to do for December. And it's a thing we do. Maybe it's more of a traditional thing than an importance thing. No, I think there's some really something really vitally important in oh, this. Okay. So that should be more that. than. Well, I think it should <clears throat> be important beyond Christmas. Like, shouldn't that. Shouldn't the cross shape everything we do? And then not just the cross, but the resurrection and the second coming. Like uh, Easter? No. <laughs> <laughs> we got that one down, I think. I, I know the importance of that one. <laughs> Should we yeah, have Easter I, more times a year? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Sort of. More chocolate. No, not that part of Easter. Not, not the bunniest part. But not just, like, I guess, I don't know. I'm completely confused. Yeah, me too. So you're saying, and, and I'm liking this idea, that we need to wrestle with the idea that we don't stop and think about the second coming of Jesus very much. Well, I don't know. You I know the up, importance on, of, well, the, you, of the You brought the up Advent, and I was I like... I know. And I was like, well, here we go. Because I, you know what? I don't really know what Advent even, is. So okay. I Google it. Yeah. And it says second, the coming and second coming of Christ. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well... I, I get the baby really Jesus know part. the whole second coming part. Right. And I don't... I mean, I'm also not a great listener at church sometimes. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like be like, oh, it's never talked about... Very well could be. I just, it hasn't stood out to me. For sure got the first part. Original coming, baby, baby Jesus, dear baby Jesus, all that stuff. You know, born in a manger, I don't all that know. type of story thing. We get a lot of like <clears throat> good teaching at church, right? On but where if, if the second coming, and so anger like, and pain either and morality. The second coming is not that important as far as Advent and the Christmas story. Or it's more important than we make it. It's more important. We're missing it or it is important. And that's what Easter is. As we talk about that part of it then. No. Or not Easter. Cause that's not really the I second coming. I think there's I don't a know. Few we just never talk about it. I'm confused, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I think there's a few things that we don't talk about okay. at church, right? Well, there's definitely a lot of things, but that's. And if Advent some good, is some about not. celebrating, not just the coming of Jesus baby, but yeah. coming of Jesus King. Right, coming back in victory, pulling us all yeah. to him. And there's a lot that Paul writes about that to like, especially the Thessalonians. And he's talking to a lot of his churches about like, this is important. Hold on. Don't give in to false teaching. Don't give in to the cultural. Uh, don't conform to the culture around you. Hold on. Jesus is coming back. It's really, really important. Um, if he's going to do that. And he's teaching that, then why aren't we teaching that? Yeah. We don't teach a whole lot about the Holy Spirit either. Like, I don't have, well, I couldn't so have a whole there... lot of sermons on that. And I think we talk about certain issues, but not, not deeply. Anyways, not going to rant about that. So here we are, we're talking about it. Should December be a month of looking into Revelation then? Maybe it should. The second coming. It's very interesting. 
And and because it is a lot about like we do touch on those prophecies that come out of the, you know, the the minor prophets about Jesus coming. And a lot of them are about him coming as a savior and him coming as our sacrifice and him coming back in victory that he's setting us free to join his kingdom. And there's, there's double meaning in there. There's, there's the victory over death, but there's also the victory in life. I have an idea. Okay. Since neither of us are really sure. And I thought, I thought I was originally raising this question and you'd have an answer, but Neither of us are really sure how much we should or shouldn't be talking about the second coming of Christ or whether it is talked about because we probably both suck at listening at church sometimes. So. What? Yeah, maybe. How about we just talk about it next week on the podcast? Okay. And that'll be part two of this. We'll talk about Advent, the second coming. Okay. Another week after that, it'll be Christmas week. We'll talk about Advent, the first coming. Okay. Let's do that. This week, we'll finish focusing on your idea of waiting in silence. Waiting in silence. Hmm. Okay. Good call. Just planned our whole month. Man, come <laughs> back. Like that, this folks. is going to be good because <laughs> we are going to learn together with you. So. Yeah. Silence, waiting. You need to be more uh, silent. I need to shut up for a bit. To listen to God? Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough. Like I, I've gone away on personal retreats yeah. and I get bored well, and it's like, wow, this is really hard, but really challenged in the last, you know, the last few months, um, well, maybe the last two years on the importance of being okay, being bored. Yeah. Right. Stop seeking entertainment, stop seeking pleasure and just sit and be bored. Challenged by like Elijah, I get Elijah wanting to head into the desert. He's angry at God. Uh, he's depressed. He's empty. He's like, I'm all alone. I get all that. I get that Elijah. And God shows up on the mountain and he's not in the whirlwind and he's not in the fire and he's not in the thunder and he's not in the earthquakes. And then there's this whisper and God shows up and Elijah collapses terrified. And it's like, I don't know that I've how. Often I just stop and wait on that whisper. I'm too busy making noise. I'm too busy talking. I'm too busy doing to, to hear the whisper. And yeah. I'm really been challenged to stop. There was a funny thing that, um, remember there was this plaque that Jen had at the cottage that said, be still and no. Oh, yes. And I always like, Know what? Like, what do we need to know? Finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. Yeah. Be still and know that There's I'm more of a verse. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not just be still and know that cheese is good or that macaroni is, is good with cheese. It's be still and know that I am God. Right. And when I'm not still and I'm not listening, I'm God. Like, I'm mm-hmm. doing Terry out of Terry's strength, out of Terry's gifts, out of Terry's ability, out of making up things that I don't know because I, I don't want to be still. I don't want to know that God is God. Um, I want his direction in my timing. Like God, yeah. you know, like talking with so many um, high school students that are like, I'm applying to university and I got to figure out what I want to do next year. And if I'm going to take a year off and or I took a year off, now what do I do? Take another year off. How much time did you take in that year off to just be still? 
like to just yeah. listen, like, God, I want you to give me direction for my life. Uh, and I'm going to go do this. Like, well, maybe he needs you to just stop doing. Right. Get that job that just gives you a ton of time inside your own head and just listen for that whisper. Um, you and I are in this busy season of trying to prep for staff applications and registration and getting everything ready. And, and, and there's times where we just need to stop and pray and just listen and do nothing. Well, but we run a summer camp. We must not have jobs in the winter. No, no, no. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> and we spend the winter just listening. Uh, oh, man. It's tough to be still. It's tough to wait on God. Yeah. Uh, when you pray and the answer is wait. That's a really tough thing. I was going through a really dry season in life, um, really searching for where my career was heading and what was going on. And should we be changing church and planting a church? Um, Julia and I were both praying into this at one point. Uh, this is probably about 10 years ago. And I had a friend come to me and we were at a thing and they're like, got a word from God for you. And he wants you in the waiting room. Like, I don't want to be in the waiting room. Yeah. Like, great. Right? Thanks. Really specific. You're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's you what suck. I would have said. <laughs> cool, man. Awful. <laughs> I hate the waiting room. If you've ever sat in a doctor's uh, office waiting room, it yeah. sucks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The worst spot to be in yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and you just like, they come out and they call a name and it's not yours. Just asking you to be in limbo. Yeah. And yet, to just sit there and be there and see what's going on and listen and observe and know that God's kingdom is happening around me. Did you listen to him? Yeah. Your friend. Yeah. And intentionally made no decision. And then what happened? I ended up here eventually. Huh. Um, this was the opportunity that was I, I was needing to wait for. And pretty amazing experience, but it didn't happen immediately and it didn't happen right yeah, away. How long was that waiting period? A couple of years. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. But I think about it like, so here's kind of like looking back, right? Hindsight is 2020 and what doesn't kill you usually sucks, but you can learn from it. Doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's how the no, song goes. I know. The saying is wrong. <laughs> Especially if it doesn't make you stronger. It just breaks your spirit or your arm or your back. True. Like sometimes you do get you do get weaker sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Because it's not about me. Like what doesn't anyways, looking back, I kind of felt like um the backup goalie or like so in hockey, yeah. you would have a backup goalie or yeah. like the backup quarterback in football. I love football. So for me, like you get this backup quarterback and he spends the whole game with a clipboard in his hand, just watching everything happen and charting the whole game. But we did this and this was the result and we yeah. did this and this was the result. And they did, they countered with that. And then the next play happens and he writes it down. We made this play and they recountered with this and we, this is the result. And but the quarterback, the backup quarterback, the backup goalie knows more about the game than anybody that's actually playing the game. And yeah. they make the best coaches down the road. Right. Because they took time to just listen and observe and to see and to see like, wow, this person has character or this person is uh, an important part of what's happening in, in the game. But 
they look really minor. Yeah. Um, and similarly, they only did the, took the time to listen because someone told them they had to. They had to wait, <laughs> sit on the sideline, <clears throat> shut up, and just yeah. be there and watch what, watch what I'm doing. Watch what's happening. And I think sometimes I get frustrated with God because I don't want to wait. And I just want him to speak. And I just want him to be really loud about it. And he's like, okay, here's my answer. I need you to watch what's going on in the game. Yeah, unfortunately, God doesn't always or probably very rarely communicate to you the way you like to communicate. No, thank goodness <laughs> that God's not a verbal processor, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We would get all these mixed messages. We would have all this stuff coming at us. Yeah. I'm just so grateful for the silence. And so I'm, it's not my nature and it's not my person to rest and be in silence. To create these margin days is a real challenge for me. Days where I just sit and like, God, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to pray about nothing today. I want to hear your voice. Um, especially as we lead camp and we're looking at the future and we're looking into the far future and the, the near future and we're trying to say, okay, what's important here? Um, I look back. I've been grabbing old staff lists and praying through our staff lists from prior years, just because it's like, God, who are these people and where are they at? And how are you moving in their lives? And I don't know what to pray into their lives. So I'm just going to lift them up to you today and sit in silence with these people, wherever they're journeying. Some of them we know, and they're close to us. Some of them have moved on and I don't know where they are. And so how important is it to let him be God in that moment and release those people to him? Yeah. Anyways, that's me. That's where I'm at. I'm listening and waiting and trying to create margin. I call it white space. Maybe I need to change that marginal space in my <laughs> day to make notes, to see what God's doing, to, to learn um, between the lines in my story and the story I'm seeing around me, the people uh, that live here and the people that work here. Anyways, that's my discussion on silence. Very good. Looking forward to Advent. Uh, yeah. Second coming. All right. If you guys have input on this, send us a message. Uh, if you have yeah. questions that we should be asking or you're asking of like, yeah, when is Jesus coming back? And this kind of stuff, or why is that so important? Send us those questions, and uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it next time. Or if you think we're just dumb for not knowing something, and you want to tell us, please teach us. Yep. Yep. Tell us, and then we'll mm -hmm. share it with everybody else. Because I'm sure we're not the only two dumb guys in the room. Although at wow. the moment we're the only two dumb guys in the room. Well, yeah. It's or at possible. least one in one in a bit. <sighs> just me. Uh, um. Cool. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Hey. Um cultural moments around there's a lot of stuff happening in the news right now eh yeah you kind of just so depressing i hate it all right so we won't talk about it <laughs> that's all for today that's all for today god bless we'll talk soon okay okay bye-bye okay. everybody
Thank you.